In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. Now that Christmas season is fully in swing, and just days away, and I'm sure people will start planning their travel plans very, very, very soon, let's talk about gifts. Christmas is all about gifts, right? Everyone loves gifts. There isn't anyone who doesn't love getting a gift. But what you, what I've discovered, and I'm sure you've discovered the same thing, is as much as, as much as we all love to get gifts, can we agree that not all gifts are created equal? Not all gifts are created equal. Like there's some gifts that you're like, that's a gift. And that's the one that every time we open a present, that's what we're hoping is inside, is that gift. That great gift that we've always wanted that makes our life better, makes our life easier. But unfortunately, experience says that if you're gonna open 10 gifts, half of them you're gonna do nothing with. And then there's sometimes gifts that you don't really want, and then there's some gifts that you specifically wish were not given to you. Like for example, like a teenager. Let's say a teenager. You give that gift to a teenager, a teenager wants a car, money, money. Okay, I don't know what a teenager wants, okay. But let's say you give a teenager something very valuable, worth a lot of money, like a coupon to an SAT prep course. That's like a very valuable gift, but one that I don't really want. Well, sometimes our message for today, I believe, is that God is always giving to us gifts, but sometimes he gives us gifts that we don't want, but he gives us gifts that we need. And just like the parent with the SAT course, no kid wants an SAT course. No kid wants an SAT course. But sometimes the kid needs it. And sometimes God gives us gifts that we don't want, but that we need. I want to give you the main message of today's sermon right up front, and then I want to take a few minutes to explain it. Repeat after me. God wants to bless my life. God wants to bless my life. Through pain and discomfort. God wants to bless my life through pain and discomfort. See, the first part we liked. God wants to give us gift. God wants to give us gift. God wants to give us gift. We're like, yes, gift, money, car, promotion, job, wife, husband, kid, more kids, kids leave, whatever. We gift, 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 gift. But I'm telling you, when you open the gift from God, as much as it is a blessing for your life, it usually doesn't come. Like I want to say nine out of 10 gifts from God do not come in a convenient, comfortable way. Today and last week, God gave two gifts, great gifts, fantastic, most blessed, glorious gifts. Last week we read about the Annunciation of Birth of John the Baptist okay, to Elizabeth. And then today we heard about the Annunciation of Birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's focus on St. Mary today, okay, and the receiving of this gift. Was this a great gift that she was receiving? Absolutely. Rejoicing. That's why angels said to her, rejoice. Highly favored. All generations will call you blessed. What a blessing. What a blessing to be the mother of God. What a blessing that she could carry in her, the Logos, 
The one who cannot be contained in heaven and earth was contained inside a room. A great mystery that no one can understand. And, 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 and Bible commentators and theologians, for years and years and years, you could spend the rest of your life meditating on what does it mean that he who holds the universe in the palm of his hands was in her lap and she nursed him. She nursed the creator of the universe. Wow, what a blessing. But was it an easy gift? Did St. Mary's life from this moment that she received this news become easier or harder? Like one degree harder? Like St. Mary's life before, St. Mary's life became exponentially more difficult because of this gift. St. Mary's life before this gift was what? She was a young 12-year-old girl, somewhere 12 to 16 years old. She had consecrated her life to the temple. So she was living in the temple and she was a servant of the temple. Okay, think of it like today, like someone who consecrates their life, they leave their job, okay, they, they left their family, and they're just here in the church, and they're just serving the church. And they're taking care of the icons, and they're taking care of the floor, okay, and they fix the sound system when it makes that funny sound that it was making a little bit ago, okay, and they're just, that's a very simple life. She prays all day. She praises all day. Like, life is very simple. Life is, like, this is life, okay? It's very clear. It's very straightforward. I'm going to consecrate my life to God. What an honor. What could be better? And now she gets news that she's going to have a baby. So first thing, let's just talk about the difficulty that she's going to experience within the first week or two weeks or however long the immediate. First thing is she's not married. So all of a sudden she's going to have a child out of wedlock. And her fiancé knows that either, well, there's no either. He knows that it wasn't him, so it's something bad. So her reputation is about to go down the toilet. She's going to have a baby, she's not married. She is going to be pregnant. And she is not going to have an easy pregnancy where she gets to um, you know, have all the, the, you know, now we have like the pillow thing and then like the, the, the different, you know, I don't really know, but like the, the different things that make it comfortable. Okay, I just remember Marion had the pillow. Okay, it was like pillows everywhere, okay? She didn't have any of that stuff. What she had to help her during her pregnancy was a donkey ride. A donkey ride into Egypt on a long road, bumpy road. And then when she got there, she was rewarded by what? A nice first-class hospital system? She gave birth into what hospital system? The manger. Manger hospital next to the animals. And that was just the beginning. St. Mary's life did not get easier today. St. Mary's life, by all stretch of the imagination, became much, much, much more difficult. But it also became more blessed. And that goes back to what I said earlier. Do you remember what I said earlier? What's our main message? God wants to bless my life. Say, God wants to bless my life. Through pain and discomfort. And just so you see, I'm using the word discomfort because I'm kind of scared to just stick with pain. So I'm even trying to soften. I'm trying to make it. But really, it's pain. But pain just sounds so, ah. So I'm going with discomfort. But usually, it's more. Like what St. Mary experienced, a pregnant woman on a donkey ride to Egypt is not discomfort. That's pain. But God wants to use pain and discomfort to bless my life. Why? Why? Because God just likes to, you know, like when, 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 when you were, if you had an older brother or older sister, okay, older brother used to just do like this. You know what I mean? They just flick you in the ear. Why? Just to cause pain, okay? That's what older siblings do. Just, just to cause pain to one another. Is that what this is? Is God just like, ha, got you again? Like, I could give you blessing in an easy way. 
but I want to stick it to you. Is that our God? Why does God so often choose the route of most resistance to give us the blessing? Why? Well, I think it's because God's goal is often different than our goal. If we're honest, if we're honest, what is our primary goal in everything that we do in life? We'll never say it, but if you just, okay, forget about what you say. If an observer watches you and watches your day-to-day -day life and knows what's going on inside your head as you make certain decisions, 99% of our decisions are for what purpose? Comfort, 100%. We do things that make us comfortable. We do things that are easy. When something is uncomfortable, we avoid it like the plague. We try to go around it. We try to resist it. Most of our life, our goal is comfort. Is God's goal my comfort? I wish it was. And make life much more comfortable. What is God's goal? We can say God's goal is my growth. We can say God's goal is my character. We can say that God's... You would say many things about God's goal. You never once you would say it's comfort. That that's his will. That those who God loves the most, he makes the most comfortable in life. That if God really, really, really loves you, you have an easy life. That's somehow in our head, like, I don't know what we misinterpreted, like God is love. I don't know what we did. But we associated the easy life with God's love. And God's love with the easy life. But that's not scripture. That's not the history of thousands of years of experience of people with their creator. I'll give you a couple of verses. St. Paul says in Romans chapter 5, verse 3 and 4. Not only that, but we also glory in tribulations. Knowing tribulation produces perseverance, perseverance character, character hope. We don't like tribulations, but St. Paul said we know we need tribulations. Because tribulations are uncomfortable, but they lead to good stuff. James 1, verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. What does God want for me? God wants me to be perfect, complete, lacking nothing. And the path to get there is pain and discomfort. One time I heard a story. One time you had uh, three frogs who were trying to cross a highway. Three frogs trying to cross a highway. And three frogs are over here, and then they see a break in the action, so they start hopping, hopping, hopping. One little frog guy steps in a puddle of mud, okay, so he kind of gets stuck there. So he has to like shake loose from the thing. So he's like, I'm tired, it's been, this is hard, and he's just gonna rest for a little bit. And the other two little froggy guys, they keep on going and they hop over to the other side. And as they're about to get there, they left their little frog back there and he was just sitting there. Then as they're about to get there, the other guy, Zooms, like Flash Gordon, okay? And he gets there real quick. So he said, what happened to the guy? We thought you were resting. He said, the circumstances changed. They said, what circumstances changed? He said, an 18-wheeler was coming. <laughs> I'm telling you, God sends 18-wheelers into our life not to hurt us, not because he enjoys our pain, but he sends 18-wheelers into our life because we get comfortable and God's goal is not our comfort God's goal I'm going to take a verse St. Paul said in Romans chapter 12 verse 2 and combine it with that James 1 verse 2 and I'll make it my own sentence 
God's plan, sorry, God's perfect plan. That's what I want to say is God wants to get us to his perfect plan. And God's perfect plan for your life will always be two things. God's perfect plan for your life will always be two things. Guaranteed. God's perfect plan for your life will always be better than your plan. And it'll also be harder. God's perfect plan for your life will always be better than your plan. And it'll always be harder. Let's say that. Say God's perfect plan will always be better than my plan. And it'll also be harder. You got to choose. Say Mary came, Jesus came, or the angel came to St. Mary today and says, I got a great plan for you. God has a great plan for you, but it's not going to be easy. You as a young child, you're going to have to leave your family, leave your comfort. You're going to have to bear some, 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 some bad reputation. You're going to have to carry what, what it, the, the, the prophecy when, when St. Mary came into the temple and Simeon the elder. Okay, he says, this child is destined for the rise and fall of many in Israel. And a blank will pierce your own soul. Talking to St. Mary, a blank will pierce your own soul. What's the blank? A sword. And he said to her, lady, you will be more blessed than anyone on the planet. But you're also going to suffer. Because not only your son is going to suffer, you're going to suffer watching your son. And again, parents, we've discussed this before. Sword through my own soul is easier than a sword through my son's or my daughter's soul. Like easy. Easy. I'm sure any parent would say, put me on the cross, leave my child. Any parent would say that, especially if the child is young, especially the way Jesus was young. So she had to watch all that and suffer. <clears throat> God's plan will always be better than my plan, but it'll also always be harder. And you got to choose. Now, why would anyone choose the harder one? How could, how, if I just left this message right now and said, God's plan is better, trust me, take my word for it. But it's going to be difficult and harder and good luck to you. God be with you. The key part of how we can leave here encouraged, not discouraged based on this message. When the angel came to Virgin Mary, he said to her, rejoice, rejoice. And then he said the key of why we she rejoices and why we can rejoice in the God's plan is hard. Rejoice. Why? Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. That's the key to the gospel right here. That's the bottom line. Like you may have heard this said before, that God's will, wait, what is it? God's will will never lead you to where God's grace won't keep you. Have you heard that before? God's will won't lead you to where his grace won't keep you. I heard that many times, maybe you've heard that before, and I decided to look that one up. That's actually a poem that was written by an unknown author, 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 okay? And I want to read you the rest of that poem because it says this. It says, the will of God will never take you where the grace of God cannot keep you, where the arms of God cannot support you, where the riches of God cannot supply all your needs, and where the power of God cannot endow you. And we'll say that one again. The will of God, the perfect will of God, God's perfect plan for my life, which is harder and better, will never take you where the grace of God cannot keep you, where the arms of God cannot support you, where the riches of God cannot supply all your needs, and where the power of God cannot endow you. Endow you means like inject you with his strength. So bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, angel came to Virgin Mary today, and this is the experience of all believers, all children of God. Angel comes to us, angel comes to us with a message, dressed in white. 
angel comes and says, God has a great plan for you. A great plan for you. Perfect plan. I know you got a plan, but it's not as good as God's plan. I know you got, in your mind, you got it worked out. Your mind is, leave me alone. I know exactly what needs to happen. God, I got the plan. I will let you know when I need you. I got it now. Next week I'll come, give me A, B, and C, and then step back, and then let me do my thing, and then maybe in a year I'll come back, it'll be this, and then after that this, we got it worked out, stay away. You got the perfect plan. So the bottom line is God has the perfect plan for my life. And it's not a plan of comfort, but it is a plan of blessing. Look at it this way, I, I see it this way. Today, you have three extreme things that happen today. First, St. Mary got this, this calling from God, which is going to lead to extreme discomfort in her life. Extreme discomfort in her life. And again, discomfort, what I'm saying is pain. Her response to that extreme discomfort was what? Extreme faith. Extreme trust. Extreme surrender. Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Whatever you say, God, you say it, I do it. I don't resist. I know it's going to be hard. I don't, maybe don't even want it. But I accept whatever you say. Perfect plan of God. Extreme discomfort. We all know that. Every single person in this room. If I bring you up here on stage, give you a microphone. You can tell me about the pain in your life. But the second part is your response. Is your response like St. Mary's. Extreme faith. Extreme trust. Extreme surrender. I don't want it, but I trust you. If so, if A, then B, then C, extreme blessing. Behold, henceforth, all generations will call me blessed. And even the angels said that to her. As that highly favored one, the grace of the Lord is with you. The grace of the Lord, God has chosen you. That's the path. All of us want the end of it. The extreme blessing. But the path is very simple. The pain, the trust, the blessing. And we see that with Virgin Mary today. And we see that even more so. Virgin Mary, as great as it was. Like, we would say us, our discomfort and our pain, we'd say that's tiny compared to Virgin Mary. But even Virgin Mary, I would say hers, was tiny compared to the true discomfort that we're celebrating during this Christmas season. Which is that of who? Our Lord Jesus Christ. As the king of the universe, the king of kings, the Lord of lords, master of heaven and earth, came down and took the pain of being a human being, tiny little baby in that tiny little manger, that tiny little town in the middle of the night. And he lived his whole life on this earth. The king became the creator, became like one of his creatures. The master became like one of the servants, and he lived here in extreme discomfort. But he accepted it. He accepted that perfect plan of the Father. And that's what led to everything that we celebrate during this time. So, choice is yours. I said in the beginning that God wants to bless my life. I can't remember, what did I say? God wants to bless my life through what? God wants to bless my life through pain and discomfort. He did with St. Mary. He gave her pain, he gave her discomfort, and he, she accepted it with faith. She received the greatest blessing of all time. Now it's on us. How will we accept it? 
I know the pain is there. So I'm not saying, will you accept the pain? I'm saying the pain is there. But will we accept it with faith? Will we accept it with trust? We accept it, behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. Or we're going to go kicking and screaming and fighting and resisting. In the end, God's plan will always be harder than mine, but it'll always be better. And I pray that all of us during this Christmas season can look to our Lord Jesus Christ and his example of accepting discomfort. Look to our, our mother virgin, St. Mary, and see how she accepted the divine, perfect plan of God humbly, and she accepted it. And because of that, she was blessed beyond blessing. And I believe with all my heart, God wants to give the same to every one of us. Glory be to God forever. Amen.